Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 215. So today is our last episode of August of 2020. 2020, the year that keeps on going on and on and on. But we know this is probably a very hectic time for you guys as well. If you have kids, they're going back to school. I know all of our teachers like Catherine out there are getting not as much sleep right now, right? (laughs) Yeah. Back to school is always an interesting time. But we thank you guys for making this a very successful month and keeping us part of your routine. We truly appreciate that. We love hearing from you guys. If you share it on social media, leave us an iTunes review. Those things make our day and really help us out so much. So if you're enjoying, we would be so appreciative if you could share that you're listening on social media, tell a friend about it, or leave an iTunes review. That would make our day. But we have a very exciting interview today. Yeah, so today we are talking to Jackson and Julia from Believe, Dream, Imagine, and we're super excited to talk to them because they inspire us not only being a brother and sister duo, but they also work really well as a whole family unit, which we love. And, you know, they really have no limits to their creativity. So they create a lot of different products. They love to just try things out and see how it goes. And, you know, that's something that we can relate to a lot. So we're super excited for you guys to hear this interview. We're going to turn it over to them. They're going to introduce themselves and share one fun fact that you may not know about them from social media. Hey, thanks so much for having us. Uh, I'm Jackson from Believe, Dream, Imagine. And one random fact about myself, uh, people are usually surprised by my height. I'm 6'4". And the pictures, I don't look like it. But when they meet me in person, they're surprised by how tall I am. Hey, guys, I'm Julia. And a random fact about me is I pole vault for my high school. Oh, that seems... How do you even get into something like that? That seems terribly hard. I don't know. I just always knew I wanted to like join track and field. And then when I saw pole vaulting, I'm like, that looks fun. So I just gave it a shot and I really love it. Well, that is awesome. Those are both really great facts. It is crazy how that happens often. I know like we watch Tim Tracker videos all the time and he always talks about how he's so much taller in person than people realize. And we have seen him in person. It is true. (laughs) Taller than you look online. Uh, So that makes a lot of sense. So we're so excited to learn about this, but we got to lay the foundation first. So if you can tell us, what are your Disney stories? How did you fall in love with it? And how has it grown over time? So uh, it first started back when I was like six months old. Um, I'm a few years older than Julia. We're brother and sister. And uh, my parents took me uh, again. I was six months old. And we just kind of started there. And we've been going every six months uh, since then. So like twice a year. Um, And I'm 18 now. So it just kind of started there and we've, I've created so many memories with both our immediate family and relatives that it's just been like kind of my happy place since day one because of all the memories and uh, family time that it's meant. Yeah. And um, we don't live close to our extended family. So it's often been like our meetup spot 
So like everybody goes on a trip to Disney and that's where we make all of our like family reunion memories. So when you go, is it typically like the whole family gets to go? Because every six months, that's very frequent. Or is it just like your immediate family and then sometimes the extended family joins like on occasion? Yeah. So normally it's um, when we were younger, it used to be everybody every six months, which is like us, our cousins, our grandparents. But now like our cousins are older than us. They've like grown up and started their own lives. So they come occasionally, but not as often as we go now. So do you think your Disney fandom and your love for it has grown over time? Like as you've gotten older or, or is it stayed steady or, or kind of what has that process been like? I would say it hasn't grown or decreased. It's, it's changed. I think is a good way to describe it. Um, I, it, cause like when we were younger, you know, of course the big thing with both for us and our cousins was like characters and meeting all the characters that we could during our trip. And then it kind of transitioned, transitioned to like the rides. And now it's more about like the food and like the new experiences and just really like forging those memories. So it's just, it hasn't increased. It's just changed what we look forward to for each trip. Um, I would say mine has definitely increased. I've just grown to have it be like the perfect getaway and just forget about reality, you know, go into your fantasy land type thing. Well, I know it's something that both of you talk about a lot on social media about also being part of the community and being able to interact with these people who are deep in the Disney fandom as well. Do you think that Julia has kind of helped to expedite that, that love and passion for it? Oh yes, for sure. I love um, like seeing all the influencers and I've gotten to meet some of them in person and it's just been super fun because I feel like you know, sometimes people think Disney's only for kids, but when you grow up and you get into like the style side of it or all of that good stuff, it's just become really fun for me as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, that lays a great foundation to start talking about Believe, Dream, Imagine, because, you know, it is a family run business. I love that you two are brother and sister, because honestly, the thought of having any kind of project or business with my sister, even now is terrifying. So kudos to you for figuring that out. Um, so, you know, where did that spark come from and, you know, who, who kind of spearheaded that idea? So it's actually, it's kind of a funny story. It started about uh, three years ago with myself. I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I should just graduated. So, and I wanted a 3d printer. So I was saving up money. Um, and I got a 3d printer and I was just starting to play with it. And this was about the time of that fidget spinner craze. I don't know if you guys remember that or if that was a big thing, but for like high oh. school kids that I was, I'm a teacher. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, you, so you know, that. um, so the fidget spinner craze was like that fad was really like peaking at that point. So I thought, Hey, I should try to make um, some money back for how much this printer cost me. So I started making them and selling to my friends and that just kind of grew throughout the high school. Um, and that's really what kind of led to the funding. And I'm like, wow, people are really digging like stuff made with a 3d printer. Um, so then fast forward a couple of weeks and we're about to go on our, uh, next Disney trip. And my mom actually comes up with the idea. She goes, Hey, what if you made, uh, like a holder for the new magic band 2.0, like puck icon thing? I said, that's a good idea. So I started designing and the first design I actually made was a Dumbo one for Julia here. And I made a Mickey 
had one for myself. And then we go on our, our trip and uh, use them for the first time. And we're like, well, wow, these are really cool. I wonder if there's a market for this. So I decided to try to open up an Etsy shop. And it took us like about a month. I think it was like the 31st day, actually, mm-hmm. when we had our first sale. So um, it was really exciting, of course. And it only just kind of picked up from there. And we've expanded. Uh, so it's kind of a fun story. Like, didn't really think anyone was, anything was going to happen with it. Just kind of started it for fun. And then it just kind of led into a bigger snowball um, adventure, which has been fun the whole way. So what was it that initially got you interested in 3D printing? And I think it is funny. You guys don't know this, but our last Monday's episode was 3D printing as well. Yeah. So it is so fascinating. It, it's something I don't think we would ever have the patience <laughs> oh my gosh, or no. the technical uh, know-with-all to be able to do it. But what was it that got you interested in that craft? Uh, I guess, I mean, when I'm older, I would like to be an engineer. I would really, my dream job would probably be like an Imagineer. So I've just always been kind of fascinated with like new technologies and how things work and how things are made. Um, and my high school actually had a 3d printer in one of their engineering classrooms. And I got to do a project and print a small little like dice cube, uh, on their printer. I'm like, this is really cool. I wonder how much one of these goes for. Um, so I just started doing research and that's kind of how I first had like the interest in it was just, um, one little project that I, I had in high school. Oh yeah. And that's all Jackson. Like I, that's all over my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julia, so then how did you get involved? Oh, I started the, so when we opened up the Etsy shop, I was like, okay, well there's a bunch of like Disney small shops on Instagram. We should make an account and like try to promote it through that. So I started our Instagram account and I've like managed that and do the posts and the promoting and advertising and all that. That is incredible. I mean, I I just can't get over the fact that this started with fidget spinners and just like this evolution, like it was such a natural progression, you know, just like, Hey, this would be useful on our trip. Let's try it out. It worked. And clearly you know, there is a market for it and other people love these products. I mean, I think that's just such an, uh, an interesting story progression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was looking for the yeah. word. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> so from there, you know, you both seem to have your roles, have those changed throughout the year. So you've been in business for about three years now, you know, have you kind of stuck to those roles or have you, you know, varied from them? Yeah. Um, so I still do like all of like our social medias. Jackson like responds to the DMs most likely. If you're talking to somebody on DMs, it's Jackson, not me. Um, but I do all the social media and then I've gotten into the designing side a little bit with our decals. I draw those. Um, but other than that, I think it's pretty the same. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that kind of has changed a little bit is, um, you know, at first we didn't have many designs and of course that's only expanded. So I've started to do more of the designing and more of like the technical printer maintenance. Uh, my dad, our dad actually has experience in that. So, um, I, you know, it's a full family gig. So he actually does some of the technical maintenance on the printers. So that's changed a little bit just mm-hmm. cause, uh, he has more experience with that type of thing with those machines than I do. Um, so that's, that's the only thing that's really changed somewhat o- over the three years that we've been in business. Mm-hmm. So then, what's that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I also do the 
like assembly, I guess you could call it of our products. So like, um, once we print things, they have to be put together, of course. So I do like all of that as well as social media. Cool. So like the packaging and the shipping kind of things too. Yeah. So, you know, talking about getting your dad involved too, what is that like having, you know, kind of bringing him on and he's obviously helping. It's a family run business. Is it kind of a different dynamic to have to, I don't know if I want to say tell him what to do, but, you know, kind of get him involved. Like, how does that work? I mean, it's certainly, there is, it, it, it can be odd at sometimes if we really disagree or we're really passionate about a certain way. But most of the time, I mean, it's um, my sister and I, of course, plus my mom and dad. So there's four of us and we all kind of, you know, generally agree or it's three to one or, you know, we can be persuaded. So there's never been too big of an issue where it's like, oh, you know, you have to do this. Um, so I don't know. It, it just kind of it just it, we just kind of click. It just works. And I think part of that is because we all love what we're doing and love that it has something to do with Disney because we've all made great memories there in the past. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned because you are going twice a year and those are very valuable times for your family to get together and make those memories. But oh. now they've also kind of become trips where you need to take new product photos or, mm-hmm. you know, get content for the upcoming months before you can get to, back to the parks. Has it changed your trips in any fashion you think? I would definitely say there are some early mornings when we have to go take pictures of products that we're like going to release. Right. And there have been some grumpy people, Jackson, (laughs) (laughs) but overall, I don't know. I think we've been there enough that like just being there is enough to be like immersed in it. So if we have to do some work, it's not a big deal, but we definitely still have our time to like have fun and enjoy our vacation. So you mentioned in that in the evolution story of how everything got started that Magic Band Buddies were the first thing, but obviously the shop is so much more than that now with everything that you offer. So how what has that process been like to introduce new product lines and expand on product lines and, and get all kinds of different designs in order to really have a really full service shop? Um, so that is a good question. I, I don't know. I feel like ideas just come to, uh, like <laughs> one of us, myself, Julia, one of our mom and dad, mom or dad. Very they, random. Yeah. They just kind of come <laughs> to us and we, we typically have a pretty good hunch. Like if it's going to be a product that's going to be like feasible or if it's going to do well. Um, but even if we're just curious, we're like, well, I'll try to design it and, uh, we'll see how we like it. And then if it's, we think it's like, like we're proud of it and we think other people will like it. That's when we decide to put it on our shop. So it just kind of, kind of happens. I mean, we've, we've had plenty of projects that either, uh, flop when they, uh, like are released or we don't ever release them because we're just not proud with how they turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they just kind of come to us and we're like, well, let's play with the idea. Let's see if we can, you know, think of something or create something based off that idea and right. just kind of run with it. Yeah. So like, for example, I just turned 16. So I just got my first car and I was like putting accessories in it and I was looking them on Pinterest and stuff. And I saw these like car coasters and I'm like, that would be really cool if we could like make one of those that are Disney for my car. And so we just released some car coasters because I wanted them for my truck. (laughs) (laughs) So 
something that probably should have been asked at the beginning of this, but I'm so interested to know, you know, obviously the first initial idea was the magic band buddies. Um, has there ever been a discussion to expand outside of Disney or is it kind of something you don't even need to discuss that Disney is so ingrained that that's where, you know, that you, where you want to be. We have had like talks about it before. Um, certainly we, we've stuck to Disney because it's proved uh, successful for us and we're also passionate about it and we all like are knowledgeable about it. So we kind of know, you know, what the whole, like, like you've mentioned, like the fandom, we kind of know what type of people are going to Disney. Um, we have to like considered, you know, trying to make stuff for Universal, uh, but we've only ever been there like once or twice. Uh, and we're just, you know, we're not as passionate about it. So, and we, so we don't really know what the people there would like want or need. Um, we do have a few products on our site, like uh, our letterboard littles uh, can be found on our website. And we actually have uh, two Harry Potter sets on there. So we have branched out a little bit, but it's for the most part, we've kept to Disney just because that's what we all are passionate about and feel like there's enough there for us to keep growing for now. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Well, I think, I mean, that's a really smart move, I feel like, because I could see for any shop, you know, it would be easy to think like, okay, we're successful in this market. Let's try something different, but to kind of play to those strengths and to the audience that you already know so well, I mean, that's definitely a smart move. And I think, you know, especially with Disney, there's so many things that you can continue to make. I mean, you have mirrors now, you have like K cup holders. I mean, that's crazy. You have little mini trash cans. So like some of those ideas, like where does that come from and what does that design process look like for some of those things? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I forget how the K cup uh, holder that you came to be. I think, I think we just had a regular one and we were like, Disneyfy that. Yeah. I think it actually, <laughs> it, it is kind of how it started. Uh, we were talking to my cousin who was moving into an apartment and not a huge apartment needed somewhere to put, uh, K cup holders for a Keurig. So we're like, Oh yeah, just get, you know, and she was talking about getting this small one. We're like, Hey, what if we made a Disney version of that? So we started designing and we made a Mickey, a, mini and r2d2 version um so yeah the idea just kind of comes to us and then i start designing it on my computer on my laptop software uh and then we print it we usually go through quite a few prototypes oftentimes i have to sketch out the design for them too yeah that does help yeah so i sketch the design and then they design it on their computer computer, and then we print it and then we make some modifications we print it again we make some more modifications and then soon enough we'll have a working like product that we're happy with and then we'll start taking pictures and then we'll release it on our website and on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And all those prototypes that we take, instead of being wasteful and throwing them away, we'll either use them ourselves or we'll save them for like our oopsie sale. Uh, We're basically, Mm -hmm. we sell like our prototypes or the ones that have slight imperfections. Right. I think it's really cool that you kind of take all of these like real life scenarios and find solutions for them. Um, just thinking about you guys are definitely the youngest content creators that we've ever talked to, Mm -hmm. which I think is so cool. Do your friends at school ever give you ideas or is that something that you talk with them about or like, what does that look like? I would say my friends are definitely like involved. Like they follow us on like BDI and they think it's really cool. I don't know if we've ever had any ideas from them. Um, 
But, yeah, we might have like mentioned an idea to like our close friends and they said, oh, that's that'd be cool. Like ones that are kind of familiar with the whole Disney scene. Yeah. But I know my friends find it very interesting when they go into like our basement and they see like our rows of 3D printers and all that. Yeah, <laughs> I would be fascinated by that. Oh, yeah. And I think your design process and how you come up with ideas, kind of what Catherine said, is is so interesting because it's it's so natural, it sounds like. I work with and have worked with a lot of software engineers and software developers in the past. And I know I'm like the world's worst person coming from the business side because I always go to them and say like, hey, can we do this on the website? Or, you know, what about this kind of feature? And they're constantly getting annoyed with me saying like, doesn't work like that. Doesn't do anything like that. Jackson, do you ever have to deal with that of like, you know, it's a great idea, but we can't put it into practice. Uh, yeah, there, we've certainly had both from friends, family, uh, especially family, some of our older grandparents who don't quite understand the concept of 3D printing. Um, mm-hmm. They can't quite grasp the like the level of detail, you know, because we can only do a certain extent uh, per se. Um, but yeah, friends, family, some customers, um, certainly have these ideas and they're great ideas, but they just, how our 3d printers operate, they just don't quite, they're not just not going to quite be feasible whether we, cause we'd have to throw too many away cause they wouldn't print well, or it'd be too hard to design or, you know, for whatever reason. Um, the other question is a little bit of a tangent. I get often from my friends at school is, well, can't you just 3d print a 3d printer and then you could have infinite 3D printers. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it, it actually doesn't work like that. Um, that'd be nice if it did. Be really cheap cost, but yeah. Man, we learn something new every day. I know. You can't make everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that we admire so much about your shop is that you also have a philanthropic arm to it. I know you guys are doing a campaign right now to raise money uh, for passions of yours and, and causes that you feel uh, are worthy. So what made you decide to incorporate that? Because it's obviously not a necessity. It's something that you're taking money away from the business and and putting it to a different cause. So how did that come to be? Yeah. So that kind of happened. It was, uh, we've done it in the past where we've like donate, donated to hurricane relief or whatever. But then at the start of 2020, it was like January 4th or something, uh, 4th or something. I'm, I kind of, uh, told mom, dad, and Julia here. And I'm like, Hey, I, you know what? I want this, our, this year's new year's resolution to be that we give back more to just people in need, good communities, good organizations. I, I just want to give back and help people because I mean, I, I just feel like w- when you have money and you're successful, that's just, it's a good financial responsibility to take on. So that's kind of what I wanted uh, to do. I wanted to help people and give back. Uh, so we decided that like every couple of months we're going to uh, like, donate to a new organization. So we donate a dollar from every order. And we also allow our customers to round up on their orders. Um, so like this year we've done the wounded warrior project. We've done, uh, Australian mm-hmm. bushfire That's relief. That's the one we started with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, right now we're doing the SUDC foundation, which is sudden unexplained deaths in children foundation, really great foundation that actually we were introduced to by a fellow small shop called Mary's magical maps. You guys should check her out cause her stuff is really cool. And she donates as well. Um, and she has a heartwarming story. Uh, so that's kind of where we, uh, where I kind of got that idea. I'm like, there's so much negativity in the news and media. Um, I, I just, I want to try to help people. I want to make people happy um, and spread, spread good, spread, spread positivity. So that's how that came to fruition. 
Well, I think, I mean, that is incredible. And, you know, we, like Brendan said, we admire you so much for doing that because it isn't something that you see every day um, within the Disney community or within any shop. And I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Um, and it's very noble for you guys to have put that out there, you know, made that conscious decision. And then of course, followed through with it because sometimes the follow through is just the hardest part of any mm-hmm. New Year's resolution. So, <laughs> you know, kudos to you guys. And thank you so much for sharing everything from the first half of the interview. Yep. So we'll take a quick break, hear a message from our partners, and then we'll be back to play the fast pass round. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Detour to Neverland's TikTok. Never thought I would say that, but it started as a joke. And I know many of you downloaded it and added it as a joke, but now TikTok is becoming a real force and a real way to spread your message and connect with other like-minded people that you may not reach on other social media platforms. We would love if you give us a follow on TikTok, we'd love to connect with more of our other social media friends over there. You can find us at Detour to Neverland, but More than anything, this is just an announcement that TikTok is taking off, and I really think you would enjoy it if you give it a shot. Push through those first couple of posts. It's a little awkward. you got to find what your messaging and what your niche is, but after that, it is so much fun. So, again, you can find us at Detour to Neverland. We look forward to connecting with you over there. Now, back to the show. Okay, so we are back. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're just going to throw out these questions um, so that our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. So your first question is, what is your least favorite attraction in Magic Kingdom? Oh, Country Bear Jamboree. (laughs) I was going to say, I think we can both agree on that one. (laughs) Yes, not not a fan of that. We get some people like really love it, um, but we just we've done it a few times, uh, sometimes more recently. But we just cannot get on board. It just it's old and it smells <laughs> like an old person's house. And I just it, we just no, not, no. <laughs> so longtime listeners will know that we do not like that attraction either. We yeah. just like it for a different reason. We are, are originally from Tennessee. And so we just we think it gives a bad representation. It does. Oh, it really does. It a little bit. I would agree because I actually I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of like country music and like that whole thing. But it just it just it just put. Yeah. puts a bad light on it. It's it's no good. <laughs> Especially when they're out doing their hoedowns out in, yeah, in the square. Top. It's not a good look. No. Although friends have told us they're technically Florida bears, apparently based on their their backstory, but I don't believe it. There's a lot of references to Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, first off, we got to know what Disney parks have you been to so that we know which questions are off limits that you won't be able to answer. Yes. Um, we've actually only ever been to Disney world. So we've been to the two water parks there and then the four theme parks, but haven't been anywhere else. Perfect. Well, it's not part of our normal go-to, but I am interested now. What is the next park that you have to visit? Is it Disneyland? Is it Tokyo? Is it Paris? What would it, which one would it be? Uh, for me, I would probably say Disneyland just because that was, I, I really love the story. That's part of the reason I love Disney so much is I love the story of how Walt himself got started um, and how he followed his dream. So I would like to see Disneyland because it was kind of like the one he got to see all the way through. Um, and it was the original one. So I would like to like to pay, pay that one a visit. 
That Oh, that's tough. I really want to go to all of them one day, but I'd say my next one would also have to be Disneyland. I'm really... I really want to see if their small world is better than ours because it looks better in the pictures and <laughs> they have it outside a little bit. So I don't want to taint anybody's opinion, but like, I don't want to give a preconceived notion, but I would say yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Everything about Disneyland is just magical. So that's a good one. Yes. So your next question would be, what is your favorite Disney movie? And that includes... Everything. Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel. What's your favorite? Okay. Um, so I love like all Disney movies. Like I'm definitely a movie buff, but for Disney, of course. Um, <laughs> my favorite is definitely The Greatest Showman right now. So. Ooh. Oh, man, this is tough. I, I told Julia she has to go first on this one because I, I did think about it for a second. Um, I really love Pixar movies. I, I just think... Uh, their storytelling is re- really fun. And I like how you can watch them over and over again and catch like new jokes depending on your age every time. Uh, but I'm going to have to say my favorite is probably Avengers Endgame. Uh, and I know a lot of people will be like, oh, you're, you're, you know, bandwagon or whatever. But I just, I really like how it ties all these different movies and franchises together over the, from the course of like 10 years. It just ties and sums everything up. I just think that's really kind of cool. I don't think I've ever been more giddy walking into a, <laughs> a movie theater than Endgame. For yeah. sure. I don't know. Star Wars. Well, they were like the same. It's like it's culmination <laughs> of decades of fandom put together into a three hour pack. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So next one is your favorite salty snack in the parks. Ooh, cream cheese pretzel. For sure. Oh, I saw it just came back. Yes, it did. I saw that too. It was, we just went there and it came back literally a couple of days after we got back home. And I was like, oh, oh. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably have to go with cream cheese pretzel as well. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not the snacker. I'm more of like the, oh, what restaurant are we going to for dinner each night? And Julia's more of the snacker mm-hmm. in, in the family. Um, so I'm not as well versed in the snack realm, but I'd probably say cheese. Uh, cream cheese pretzel as well because they are pretty tasty so sticking on that theme what is your favorite disney restaurant i would have to say it's gonna be a tie um both are at disney springs it probably is gonna be boathouse or chef art smith's uh homecoming um I, I just i love the food and the atmosphere at both of those i also really love prime time i love the atmosphere there at hollywood studios so it's gonna be gonna be one of those i don't know if i could pick a favorite though yeah <laughs> mine is definitely boathouse at disney springs i love their bread rolls they're so good <laughs> you guys have some good taste those have got to be some of the best restaurants we've ever eaten at mm-hmm. we just recently went to boathouse i mean i guess just a couple weeks ago for the first time and it was pretty amazing yeah it's yeah. very good i have not gotten a meal there that i've disliked So the next one would be, what is your favorite Disney resort? And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. I think Julie and I are uh, both in agreement for this one for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, It's probably Boardwalk. Our family has been DVC members since both of us have been born. 
Um, so we've always stayed at the DVC uh, side of that of that resort. We just love the amenities and the location, which is close to two uh, parks, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So because we've stayed there so much, we've just created the most memories there. So that's probably our favorite. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that I would love to stay at the Contemporary at some point again, because as I mentioned earlier, I'm like a fan of the history of Walt Disney World. And I know that was like the one resort that Walt kind of had some say in before he passed away. So I would love to stay there at some point. Um, yeah. I think I would like it. And then I would say my other like favorite resort at Disney World would be the Polynesian. We stayed at the, we stayed there on our past trip and it was just very pretty and it's very good location close to Magic Kingdom and all that. Hearing you talk about the boardwalk makes my heart very sad because I used to love going there for Ample Hills. And now oh, that it's oh, I know. closing, yes. I'm just devastated. Yes. What was your favorite it. flavor? Um, I, well, see, I have so many that I would have to get the ice cream flight so I could oh, have them yes. all. So, <laughs> so it's a big issue. I see. Yes. Yeah, that was the probably the best uh spot on property to go get like scoops of ice cream because their flavors so good yeah now we're campaigning for salt and straw which is in disneyland in downtown disney it's amazing so Mm. we're starting the movement right here right now (laughs) there we go all right we'll sign my name on the petition (laughs) your replacement something although i don't know if it fits with like the boardwalk you know northeastern theme that's the only mm. issue that I'm trying to sure. think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard of Salt and Straw. I we only knew about Ample Hills when it went into the Boardwalk yeah, location. I think Salt and Straw is from. Someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's from Portland, Oregon. Mm. It's either Portland or Seattle. It's somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so next one is your favorite attraction in Animal Kingdom. Oh, okay. Um, mine is Expedition Everest. It's my favorite attraction ever. So, yeah. I would probably have to go with uh, the Safari. I really love the new Flight of Passage. Or I guess it's not as new anymore, but the Flight of Passage in Pandora, I think is phenomenal. And the technology behind it is super fascinating. Um, but I, I got to go with the classic Safari. I just think it's a fun, original, classic uh, ride. And I think it's really cool to learn about the different animals. Mm-hmm. Good choices. So next one would be, what is one attraction that you think is due for an exit or refurbishment? Country Bear Jamboree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'd have to say Country Bear Jamboree, but for content purposes, if we had to pick another one, uh, what would would you pick? Um, I mean, I would say Spaceship Earth, but they're already redoing that one, aren't they? I kind of like that one, though. I, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I could go either way on that one. Um, honestly, I might have to say, and I'm going to, I might get some hate for this. I would say redo uh, na- the Navi or Navi, I don't know how to say it, River Journey. Um, people say there's like a story behind it, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I they, have some, <laughs> they have some cool like technology in there, I guess, but I don't know. As far as story goes, I, I, I don't think it's it's as well done as other attractions. I think they could have done that one a little bit better. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think that's fair for I mean, because it's such a short ride, it's hard yeah. to tell like a complete story. But thinking about Country Bears, and I don't know how much you guys have thought into this. I don't know how often it comes up. But what would you rather see there? Have you ever thought about what you would put in that space? 
Uh, we haven't too much. Uh, we just kind of thought <laughs> it needs to go. Don't really care. It can't get, it can't get worse. Well, now with the Tiana um, ride replacing Splash Mountain, I think it'd be really cool if they had like a Tiana's place. It wouldn't be a ride. It'd probably be a restaurant. But I think a Tiana's place like from the movie would be a really fun idea. I again. Brendan is petitioning for that. Yes. Talk, forget the ice cream. Now that's what he wants. <laughs> I, want to, I want to go on a Disney cruise, not for the cruise, not to go anywhere. <laughs> I just want to eat at Tiana's place. I think it's the wonder that has Tiana's yeah. place. I think, yeah, I think yeah. that's I would, correct. I would pay any amount of money, That'd take so me cool. anywhere. It could take me to the middle of the ocean and turn around and come back as long as I got to eat at Tiana's place. <laughs> Yeah, we've been on a couple of cruises, never on the Wonder though. Yeah, just the Dream and Fancy. Have you guys ever been on a- a- any cruises besides the Wonder? Or um, I haven't been on one since I was like seven. So, <laughs> and when I went, they just had two ships. Okay, so oh, sure. one of those first two originals, I guess, Dream and Ma- Magic, Magic think, or Wonder. I think the oh, yeah. Magic uh-huh. and Wonder were first, and then Dream and Fancy were the newer ones. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds right. You've been more recently, Catherine. Yeah, that's... I somehow convinced my parents to take us on a cruise when I graduated from high school. Uh, but that was still... seems like forever ago. So I don't remember what ship it was on, but I know I love Castaway Key. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I think it's funny, Catherine, how in private you always say Castaway K, and I, I correct know. you to Key. <laughs> and now here in a public forum... <laughs> You have somehow remembered how to say that word. I had to stop and think about it, but I knew I'd get your nonsense if I said it wrong. So here we are. So next is what character are you most similar to? This is a a good question. Very interesting. Uh, I don't know. For me, I would probably have to say Tinkerbell because I can get quite sassy at times. And I can vouch for that. Holy smokes. (laughs) Uh, who would you say for me? Mm. I mean, I might go with the main mouse, but I feel like that's going to be controversial. Is that just, <laughs> that's just cause, cutting yourself high up there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Tarzan. Oh, interesting. <laughs> just because I like uh, gorillas and I like spending time outside and in the woods. That's true. So, yeah, let's go with that one. Yeah, I like him. Very good. Tarzan has good taste in music. That's he does true. have good taste in music. <laughs> big Phil Collins fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, sticking with characters, who is your favorite villain? Mm. Mine is probably Jafar. I, I would... Go with um I don't know I don't know I'm not a big fan of villains um I don't even know how to say his name it's the big bat dude Chernabog Chernabog uh, <laughs> yeah I know you're talking yeah. about um, and the only reason is when we when we went on a trip when we were younger they had a parade float I forget what parade it was it's not one that's shown anymore I think it was one at Magic Kingdom um and there was a giant float and he would like pop out of it every couple of minutes um and I just thought it was a really cool parade float so that's the <laughs> only only factor in this for me. That sounds kind of terrifying. It reminds me of uh, like every time we ride Haunted Mansion and the little things pop up from the graves. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is kind of what it looks like. 
it gets like, oh, me every time. <laughs> but Chernobog is like gigantic. Yeah, I can picture yeah. him. I didn't know that was his name, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> but <laughs> um, and Julia, we gotta ask Jafar, what did you think of the live action Jafar? Oh, did it do the character justice? Now. I think so. I know a lot of people did not love that live action movie, but I haven't really enjoyed all of the live action movies, especially the princess ones. And I thought, I thought Jafar was pretty good in that. Aladdin was one of the few. We really liked it. Yeah. yeah I thought it was very well done. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is probably partially because you can put Will Smith literally in anything and I will enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. That's so um, true. That was my, I mean, Will Smith, like he's a good actor and I respect him, but that was my biggest worry going into the movie is like, how are you, I mean, Robin Williams was like a legend. Uh, like, how are you going to keep that character alive? And I just thought Will Smith did it really well. So mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. I think he did it about as well as he possibly could. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. So that concludes the fast pass round. We thank you for sharing your answers to let our listeners learn a little bit more about your Disney fandom. Our very last question for you is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, maybe become a product creator like you guys, maybe they want to be a content creator, whatever it might be, what would be your advice to that person? Well, I'll start. Um, I would say just really put yourself out there and go for it full blown. Show everybody who you are. Um, If they follow you, they want to know who you are. So just keep putting yourself out there and keep going for it and follow your dreams. And I would say very similar to that. I would just say be creative, be unique, be yourself. Um, Because I mean, like Julia said, people are going to want to know who you are. They don't care about uh, you pretending to be someone else. So just be original. Yeah, I think you guys definitely show that every day in, you know, the things that you create and on social media. I think that's very apparent. Um, and I think throughout the entire interview, our listeners can learn a lot from you guys. And we're just so happy we were able to make this work. Well, yes, thank thanks you. for having it's us. Been awesome. It was great to meet you guys. Yeah. Nice to meet you as well. So you can remind our listeners where they can connect with you online. So you can find us on Instagram at believe.dream.imagine, or you can go to bdiproducts.com and that's our website. Those are our two main platforms. Perfect. So we will put the links to all those in our show notes. We highly connect. Uh, we highly suggest going over there and connecting with Jackson and Julia. We've had so much fun chatting with you guys today. We really appreciate you joining us. Thank Thank you. you for having us. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon. Detour to Neverland.